cliffcentral.com. All right, it is time for us to check in with Yaku. I'm, I'm so glad that he's on this morning because when I saw Yaku at the office the other day, I said to him, there are three things we really need to talk about. So Yaku Voigt is one of our fantastic clients. He's got his own show, Unbundled, which is um, on today. Um, and I'm hoping that he's going to be regaling us with all kinds of useful information this morning. But always on your show, Yaku, I hear interesting guests who have really interesting things to tell us about all kinds of IT information, security information, but I, I'm greedy about your time. And this morning, I want us to talk about three things in particular. Do you remember what the three things are? Good morning, Gareth. Happy birthday, Ryan. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> so, uh, Gareth, I, I remember at least one of them. I've just, uh, you'll see my eyes are a bit puffy. I've just come out of uh, Cape Town for the for the World oh, Cup. Oh, you, so. you were there for the Oh, seven. you yeah, went. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's been a, a, a busy weekend. Um, yeah, I was uh, fortunate enough for Lenovo and Mystic to host us, so it nice. was a long weekend. Awesome. It must have been so much fun. Well, I'm glad you could join us this morning. And then, so- I, went and, and then I went and brought uh, the cold weather from Cape Town, it looks like. Ah. Uh, yeah, well, not too bad, but um, we're, we're dealing with a bit of load shedding, uh, Ryan and I, but we're all right. So, Yaku, let's just talk about this quickly. Um, email security has come up so many times um, on the show. In fact, we were talking about it just the other day, and I even said mm. at the time, we've got to get Yaku on from Catalytic to help us understand how bad this problem is. Have you also noticed there's a huge uptick in like spam mail? Um, you know, it was it was actually interesting. That, um, just after you and I spoke the other day, there's a there's a, a new um, team member that started with us, mm-hmm. and literally, I think that same day we had the conversation. She she sends me a message. She says, "Listen, you've just sent me a a mail to say, please can I send you my mobile number or something like that?" Yeah. I go, okay, um, let's go and have a look and see w- what the from address is. So obviously, the name uh, says it's me. And then it came from some weird email address. So, yeah, I think it's right. I think it's all over the place. So, uh, I mean, it's not just me that's getting these emails every day. Ryan, have you also been receiving a ton of, like, spam emails from, like, someone who says you've got a package waiting at the post office. Then there's one that's like SARS wants to refund you this money. Then there's one that says… Oh, yeah, you win phones. And then there's someone, obviously, Mm -hmm. who says that they've just stumbled upon an inheritance, which you are due (laughs) Which, which you didn't know about, like for millions and millions of rands. I think, I think it's still the most pervasive way of, of basically scamming people and, and, or, well, let's call it hacking them or, sure. or getting into their, into their networks. It's still the easiest way to do. Um, cause, cause the, the, the biggest gap in security is that there's people somewhere, uh, in the mix and, um, that obviously, um, you know, creates the opportunity for people that maybe don't pay attention when they open a mail. Sure. Or um, in, a, in in most cases now, you just have to get people to click on a link. If you get them to click on a link, then you can, uh, you know, then the, the hacker's got some some work he can do. So, Yaku, how do you know when an email's fake straight away? Because some of these things look like they might be legit. I often just go and look at the email address itself, and if it's a you know, if it's some long, complicated email address or it looks like a, a Yahoo or a Gmail or whatever, then you know it's just mostly likely to be nonsense. But is there a better way of figuring out what's right and what isn't? Well, <clears throat> Gareth, I think uh, email for me is almost a little bit the way in, in which you handle your the, the calls that come to your phone. 
You know, so everybody uh, will say to you, well, if I don't know the number that's phoning me or if it says a private number, we tend not to answer it. Yeah. But when an email comes in, uh, I think because email, you know, there's just so much of it. Um, if they can make it uh, look real enough, then then people tend to be uh, a, a little bit more careless when it comes to that. But like me, if I take about, uh, talk about myself, um, I, um, you know, like if it's an attachment, even if the attachment says it's coming from FNB or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll open an attachment when I really, really know uh, I, I'm expecting it or, um, you know, I need to, to do that. And then, like I said, you know, typically when there's a link in, a, you, know, you know, like a URL uh, that said, please click on this link in order to go to X, Y, and Z. You know, that that to me normally is is, is quite dangerous. But you're, you're rightly pointed out. I mean, it starts with who did, who did the email come from? And that doesn't mean... Just to display now, um, go and have a look and, and see what the email address is. Yeah. All right. So, so that's email um, stuff. There's other stuff too that I wanted to talk to you about. And we were actually last week we were we were talking about some some general stuff around the internet and kind of how people behave and how. I mean, I for example, I have no issues buying things on online anymore. It's not even a thing for me. I'm sure you're the same, Ryan. When you want to buy something, you probably go online first and then you think about all the other stuff afterwards, right? Going to the shops, why would you want to do that? If it's if it's stuff you don't need to go to the shops for, why bother? Yeah, you have to deal with people. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm the worst. If uh, uh, Anything online my wife has to do, Gareth. I'm, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I go to the shops. <laughs> you prefer to go to the shops? I thought you, because you're this, um, you're this very tech-savvy guy. You're like, you know, very forward-thinking. You do all this modern stuff, but you actually like going to the shops? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, it's actually quite interesting because uh, my wife is, 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 comes from a completely different industry, but there's nothing she cannot find online. Me, I'm, uh, I'm super lazy. I just, I just go where I know I'm going to find it. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I mean, like, like we had this discussion, uh, like, how can you buy shoes online? You have to, you have to oh, no. fit it and see what no, size no, no, it is. No, 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 no. Shoes are the <laughs> easiest thing because you know what your size is. You just order the shoes. They arrive. It's perfect. You, nothing worse than going to a shop, Yaku, and they don't have the shoes that you're looking for in your size. I mean, that's frustrating as hell. I'd rather just go onto a website, so, especially with sneakers and things. Just go onto a website. If they don't have your size, oh, well. You don't buy them. I'm, I'm clearly old school. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a sunken cost thing. You know, the moment you go to a shop and you and you can't find your size or anything, you feel like, oh, I wasted all this time and petrol and money and energy and effort. Whereas if you go online, it's like, oh, well, they didn't have my size. Pfft, not the end of the world. But are you, are you all yeah. about that instant gratification? You just like to have it now. You don't want to wait. No, I'm actually I'm probably the worst shopper. That's probably all the reason is I like to delay. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, yeah, for me, yeah, I, if I find something that fits, I'll just I'll buy three of it, and then I don't have to go shopping for the next year or something like that. You know, so that's I'm just a lazy shopper. And so, and uh, like the online stuff from a from a procurement perspective, yeah, I'm I'm super bad at it. I'm uh, yeah. Are these um, are these sites secure? I mean, when we make payments with our credit cards and things like that, are you are you confident about those kinds of, you know, the certification that they attach to so many of these sites, the the fact that they have these payment gateways, which are becoming more and more, you know, the the, the usual. I mean, this is what what a lot of sites have these payment infrastructures built into the back end of them. Um, are we are we confident that these things are safe with, with things like our credit card details? 
So, so that uh, I think that's actually quite a long and interesting uh, conversation. So, so um, I had a guest on the show, uh, Craig from Endemic, mm. um, and they were talking about specifically around how these websites connect to the different uh, um, payment gateways, and or you know, it might redirect you to something else. Um, and and those websites in the back end, you know, when they when they develop, they they speak to each other. Um, with a protocol called APIs. Now you've got a developer who's actually a developer who doesn't really worry that much about security um, and and uh, just about, you know, making the functionality work. So the the, the biggest thing probably in, in cybersecurity in, in, in the upcoming future is how those different um, backend structures, infrastructure speaks to each other in a secure way. Right. So I think there's, there's massive work to be done there. Um, in general, you know, I think the 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 big name uh, retailers, um, I think they spend a lot of time, and there's obviously lots of reputational risk. Sure. So, um, but in saying that, I think wherever you 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 submit your credit card details, you've got to be cognizant of it. You know, you've got to, um, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say be as careful as you can. So I've got this from Snae, which is an interesting one. I got an email, she says, from a person who wanted to add me on LinkedIn. He wanted to share new EU AML TFC guidelines. I think they target people according to their professions now. I'm in financial compliance. These sure. guys are good, though. I mean, you do get emails from people, and they really know what they're talking about. They sound like it's legit. I mean, I get these um, these ones about like business, these people who are, oh, can we help you to get your website to reach more people and... You know, can we help you connect to a bigger audience of people, um, which is really our business. So if we needed help on that front, I think we'd, we'd be failing at our own business. But I get these every day. So, Garrett, I think this, I think this is a perfect example of, of um, um, it's, it's, it's called people engineering, basically. Mm-hmm. Where, so that, that uh, Chinese cartel that act, uh, Bank of Bangladesh, yes. that's exactly how they started. They start by um, adding people on LinkedIn. Then the one guy applied for a job at the bank and he had like a whole legit profile and all that type of stuff. And that was just so that they could uh, find out what somebody's email credentials were. And then from there, they, they uh, sent him an email with a link that opened, um, you know, sort of that created a ransomware um, set up inside the bank. And it took them months. They were just going at it. Um, and they almost, uh, I think in that bank, bank of Bangladesh, they almost, they almost got away by stealing three, $3 million or $3 billion. It was a massive, um, thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this example is that's how you, um, you know, work your way into organization. You, you, you connect with people. LinkedIn to me is the same as, as what we spoke about email and phone numbers. Right. You know, if you don't know somebody, uh, go and make sure because that's the, the, the mechanism which, I almost want to say which we, they soften you up and mm-hmm. then, you know, start working their way into the organization. They're not in a hurry. It's not happening. You know, you're getting a LinkedIn request and then they're going to try and hack you t- um, today. No. Um, I think the, it's the a last long, that I heard was... It's a long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can, uh, they'll work at it for 18 months before they before they try and do something, you know. So so you've got to be careful. And uh, we know who people are. We, you know, we know who the people are that we're connecting to. So something like that to me would be would be right. dangerous. I, I wouldn't be keen on that. Well, um, thank you, Yaku. I'm afraid we're out of time on this one. You've also got a show of your own just now to do, so we'll be listening to that yes. later on this morning. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, awesome. Ryan, bring cake. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> there's, there's still much more we have to discuss, uh, Yaku. We didn't even get to the rest of the stuff, but we'll wait a couple of days and then we'll get you back on. Thanks, man. Okay, 100%. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Cliffcentral.com.